0: This is the Brazoria County Minute, and now the host of the Brazoria County Minute. Kristen English.
1: Hi, I'm Kristen English with EXP Realty, and I am here in the Be Remembered studios in Lake Jackson, Texas. And today my guest is Terry Willis. She is the CEO of the Brazoria County Dream Center. And um, I am going to be asking her some questions today so that we can get some information out to you guys on what the Dream Center does. So, but first my question is for you to tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Wow, I am um, I've lived in this community all my life, well, probably 7th grade. So that's all my life. Most yeah,
1: <laughs> good bit of it.
0: But part of it is is uh I've been at the Dream Center since 2007, okay. is which when we started. Oh, okay. I came aboard about 6 months after they opened the doors. And so I have been there to see the many changes in our community and the services that we provide. Okay. And uh so I would have been one of those kids that needed the services that we provide at the Dream Center. So the foundation of the Dream Center programs are based on what I experienced as a child. So it's very close
1: to your heart then. Very. So um, that being said, what, what does the Dream Center offer our community and then who do they serve for our community? Well, we have
0: several programs. We have about three daily programs that happen every single day. And that is our pantry. Okay. And it's a little different than most pantries. We just don't hand you a box of food. We have... It's set up like a grocery store. Okay. And so individuals can come in and shop, and they have an electronic gift card, okay. and uh, they use it as, with points, and they purchase food from the shelf. Oh, okay. So that means they can select the items that they desperately need in a combination of what they already know what's in the cupboard, or if they have a uh, SNAP then they can know what they can combine it with. Oh, okay. And so it gives them the freedom and the dignity uh, other than other pantries do. Yeah, and a so, feeling
1: of a little bit of control over yeah, their situation that yeah. can sometimes feel out of control.
0: And so when they come shopping, especially our senior day shopping, is, um, uh, they love to the shop. Let's just put it this way. It's their shopping day. And okay, so, so they come s- in and they – Experience everything you would do in a normal grocery store, but in a smaller setting. They have fruits and vegetables, fresh okay. fruits and vegetables. Oh, that's they have awesome. can, can items. They have pastries. They have f- milk. They have bread. And then they have frozen meat. And Personal care items and cleaning supplies. That's
1: wonderful. So
0: it's a mini grocery store and they get to go through and pick the items that they need for that week.
1: That's great. So when you say seniors, um, this is some somebody that, you know, maybe would be on a fixed income as, yes. as they've, you know, gone into their retirement phase of life. So post COVID. Okay. Because
0: everything is post COVID lately. Yeah it's, because yeah, it's
1: a whole new world in some ways. Our
0: whole culture and community needs have changed. So has our pantry changed? So seniors enjoyed having that special day all to themselves. At sixty and older, okay, can shop at their leisure without any children in the building. Yeah, and they really enjoy it. We have bistro tables uh, and sitting in our lobby, and they actually take it as their coffee time. Okay, and they enjoy visiting with one another. It's their their day of out their outing day. Wow, what a wonderful opportunity for them. That's great. It gives them a place to come, talk to people. Eliminates the isolation that some of our seniors face. Mm -hmm. And the majority of them are single. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they need that... uh, Human interaction. Yes, exactly. Thank you. They really do. And that's just one of the programs that we have. The other program is our Disaster and Crisis Resource Program. And that program is, is after we do intake... They can if sir anything else they may need, because we know once we have broken the barrier of the food barrier, mm-hmm. I don't need food, it's gonna I'm gonna get food today. What are your other needs? Because oh, yeah. it's always something different. Our folks do trade offs. Trade offs are do I buy food or do I buy medicines? Or do I pay the rent or do I buy food? What money they have. So we're there to meet those other resources. If we don't have them, then we have a community network system that we can refer people to. Oh, that's wonderful. So one of those things is in our building, we also have River of Hope that help with rent and utilities. And we also have Community Health Network there who help with the medical side, behavioral health. We even have a pharmacy there. And so our folks don't have to make that trade off. They can use those funds to maybe pay the gas bill. Or buy the other items they need at the grocery store, or put gas in their car. Yeah. And so, those are the things that we look at when we build our programs: is what are the trade offs, and how can we fill in that gap for our folks who are needing those items? The uh, other things is like bedding. If someone has a house fire, or relocation, or domestic violence, and have moved here with nothing else, that they need, ha- they don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. They can come to us for clothing bedding dishes silverware and then we have those who are homeless population which is growing by the month uh, especially with our economy so we have to start shifting uh, our thinking and what is the needs there so we have sleeping bags what can they survive on the streets what do they need Uh, tents Uh, right now it's neck fans yeah I was gonna say it's pretty hot right now (laughs) they all have phones and uh, so neck fans can charge Mm -hmm. with a regular charger right and so we start accommodating and making space for those individuals we also have in our lobby we have other community network people who come in who set up a booth oh really Okay? okay so if we can't if we can't provide those services for you we know a, a community network who can and oh, so we bring great. them there just monday we had people there with for help with phones oh okay. okay and there's other times we have devoted there for medicare individuals or we had the veteran services come in and they sit at the table and people can ask them questions right there in the lobby while they're waiting to get into the pantry that's wonderful so it's a what we call wraparound services yeah and so that's pretty much what the dream center is about it's all these services wrapped around that meet the need of the community the person individual person because everybody's needs are different We just happen to listen to them very carefully. Yes, I think that's so important.
1: Yeah, and I love love how you guys are filling in gaps because I think um, that's one thing that that kind of tends to happen whenever you're trying to meet someone's needs. We try to anticipate what they are and then just give them things. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times we forget to take a step back and maybe ask them what they actually need or listen to them to see what they need. Because um, we just want to help. So we just start making assumptions about what what they need. And I just love how you guys are being very, um, you know, intentional about filling in those gaps. I think that's wonderful. Um, We're in real time. Yes, real time needs and adjusting to whatever is going on. And and you're right. I mean, right now we've got um, you know the heat wave, and then you know also the economy, and being aware of that, and just constantly shifting to make sure those needs are being met. That's that's really great. And I love what you guys are doing in the community. Um, So, what do you love most about serving there? Well, um, the greatest. One of the
0: uh a research program uh the lady Miss Pawnee, she just recently passed away. I'm so sorry to hear that, and she was that program and so what we've done is we set up a memory book, and my greatest joy out of all this is reading how we have met those needs, yeah. We literally have, uh, there's people writing down, uh, when I was homeless, she never, you know, talked down to me. She sat there and prayed with me. She told me resources that I never knew were existing, and she treated me like a human being. And so if I have to say the joy of serving is all that, what Miss Bonnie has brought to the table and left us her legacy with is we serve well. Yeah. And we meet people in that hard place, but we also give them a hand of hope. Yeah. And I think after all these 15 years, it's long hours, long days, and they're busy. And, but that's the biggest part of it right there is being able to serve our community and meet those needs.
1: Yeah. And being able to work alongside um, a team that has the same vision and the same uh-huh. heart. And, um, you know, hearing beautiful testimonies of how lives have been changed make it worthwhile and will keep you guys all going.
0: It does every day. We have another program called Backpack Buddies, and it's been going since 2008. We started – 2009. We started the program with 17 backpacks. It fills the hunger gap in over the weekend Mm -hmm. for kids who are going hungry. But they're not self-referred. That means a teacher, counselor, school nurse has recognized that the child is facing malnutrition or hunger needs within the family. And so they get a backpack over the weekend, a buddy pack is what we call it, of food. And it's six meals. And um, we give those over the weekend. We serve six school districts, 31 schools. Wow. And so the volunteer base for that is enormous and We fed over 700 kids last year every week. And so when I was at one of the restaurants lately, I had one of the kids say, you're Miss Terry, aren't you? I said, I sure am. And he had an unusual name, and I recognized him right away. He goes, thank you for all that you did for my family over all these years. And he's a very nice young man who has gone back to school and is working. And so... When you plant seed so many years ago, 15, I'm able to see that seed now yes. grow and the uh, impact that we had in lives of people. Yeah, and I think um, you know, you're always saying, when am I going to retire? I can't. Yeah, I'm seeing all these seeds blossom now. So yeah. there's no, yeah, it, there's yeah. a lot more ahead
1: of us. And that's wonderful because it's kind of the idea of pay it forward. Yes. So you are getting to see how you are Putting, you know, planting those seeds in people's lives, and it's going to grow, and they're going to um, g- want to do the same. They're going to want to pay it forward because someone did it for them, yeah. and it meant so much to them. And then they're going to go out and plant even more seeds, and it's just yeah. a legacy that builds, and um, I, I just I just love that. I think that's what the Dream Center is all about yeah. at this point. Everybody says,
0: why is it a Dream Center? I said, well, we're patterned after the L.A. Dream Center. Okay. And so— and you're just restoring dreams yeah. to those who have lost hope.
1: Yeah. And you you mentioned hope earlier. And I thought, you know, how um, without hope, you know, it, it's you kind of like it makes your heart. You know, the Bible says it makes your heart sick. Yeah. And and so um, walking around with a broken heart because you don't have any hope. And sometimes the littlest thing can spark hope and just bring you back to life and inspire you just to keep going when you think you can't anymore.
0: Oh, absolutely! Um, Our folks come in broken, but if you can just—it's just the smallest things. It's nothing big, and you'll—we'll go into volunteering. It's that's what it's all Mm -hmm. about—is giving that one little bit of hope to somebody, and it makes their whole—it makes a difference in their whole life. And they're counting.
1: So who? So who in our community um, supports this dream, this 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 hope giving dream? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the Dream
1: Center was based on
0: the Community Outreach Center. We started as a sub auxiliary of Family Off Church. Okay. Uh, because they saw uh, Pastor Craig Taylor is our founder. Okay. And him and his wife Sandy Taylor, and they had seen what was happening out in, in LA. Okay. And Matthew Barnett, and we, they said, we need that here. And so they started working on that. And then they gave me a call. Uh, we've known each other for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, would you be able to take this vision of ours and make it a community outreach center? And I said, yes, we can do that. And so that's what we started working on. And so when two we started in 2007. In 2011, we became our own 501c3 and we're totally supported by the community that's awesome so our whole foundation is based on corporate donors okay small business donors and individuals and when the economy gets rough or a downturn in the economy then our funding goes down and that's when we write additional grants to make those okay to fill in in in. the gaps And so we have been fortunate enough, I think it's been since 2015 or 16, we teamed up with United Way. Okay. And so they are part of our sponsor uh, supporters that help us fund these three programs that I just talked about today.
1: Okay, wonderful.
0: And then we have sponsors who help support the other two programs that we have events on. And that's the Back to School Bash, which this past year we helped over 1,600 kids receive school supplies Much-needed supplies and tennis shoes and hygiene kits. And that was due to our big sponsors in our community, our big donors, who say, I will sponsor tennis shoes. I will sponsor uh, Damon ISD. I will sponsor Danbury ISD. And we took supplies out to them. So, they wouldn't have to drive all the way into us. Oh,
1: that's great. And so,
0: we have found that way we can't put 1,600 kids in our building. No, <laughs> it's easier to go to them, right? <laughs> so, it was easier to go to them. Uh, and dream gifts. That's all about sponsorships yeah. uh, and toy drives and getting uh, 1,400 kids. Make sure every child has a blanket, every mm-hmm. child has uh, a stuffed animal for comfort during the times, you know, because Christmas can be rough for most families. And that's when you have your highest domestic violences. And so if kids have a stuffed animal they could hug on to yeah. or a blanket to keep warm, mm-hmm. then some of the things don't matter on the outside. Because time Christmas comes, the parents have found a way uh, to contact me, get them toys. But the best part is our parents get the toys. Okay. They wrap them up underneath the tree. It's from them. Right. We hardly ever get to see any of the kids unless the parents write us a nice thank you note telling us how their Christmas went or send us pictures. But that's what it's all about. And bicycles. Uh, yeah. And I think that goes crazy...
1: back to the dignity, helping people maintain yes. their dignity, you know, and, and during tough times and being in need. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it
0: definitely is. Uh, as a young child, I was paraded in front of the sponsors And I said, I would never do that if I ever got the opportunity to bless a child with Christmas. And that's why we don't do Thanksgiving, take it to the doorstep. We let them come in and pick their Thanksgiving items out because everybody has different cultures and how they celebrate. So we make sure we have those items there on the shelf so they can shop for their Thanksgiving. Yeah, I that. that. It it, it works. And it's all about the
1: dignity that we give back to our clientele. So, how would someone go about being a volunteer at the Dream Center? Volunteering, uh, you show up, Mm -hmm. literally. Anytime, show up. (laughs) Just show up, and you'll be given a
0: job. (laughs) Make sure you don't wear good clothes or high, or and a good pair of tennis shoes. So,
1: good shoes, Uh, good shoes, and uh, some work clothes.
0: (laughs) And a willing heart, huh? That's all it takes. Really, honestly, we have uh, several groups that can sign up through our website. And um, they can sign up because we could take groups up to 15, and uh, we have special projects that our groups can do. And we have numerous people who do that. Uh, The individuals, they'll help sack the groceries. They'll help do checkout. It's just like a grocery store. And so you need a checkout person, you need a, grocery, a sacker, right. you need someone to help carry some of these groceries out to the clientele, yeah. and bring the carts in out of the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Simple things like that. Stocking the shelves. Sorting food. Uh, one of the other donations that people can make is definitely a food drive. And there's always a need for food. I, I serve 700 kids a week for Backpack Buddies, about 450 families a week. For the pantry, so
1: we need a lot of food, right? And so, so what are a some food of those, drive
0: is always in need.
1: What are some of those food items that people could could bring?
0: Well, one of the things that it, a box of cereal. Okay. You know, it's just as simple as that. If you're buying cereal for your family, pick up a new box for a family in okay. need. And that's how I usually tell folks: if it's if you're using it, why don't you pick it up? Okay. For those folks who are in need, just some of those staple items. Just staple items, uh, instant potatoes. Okay. You know, mac and cheese. Everybody says, "Well, you need milk with that." Well, that's what we cover. Right. We we make sure we can, the donations that we have coming in, we can purchase the filler items. Yeah. Uh, if you donate jelly, we can do peanut butter yeah. or vice versa. Uh, backpack buddies. It's usually your um, fruit cups mm-hmm. are a big need that we have ravioli, spaghettios with meat. Um, those bags are honestly high protein meals. And that's because protein is a brain food. And if a child has protein all through the week with their free lunches and free breakfasts, and then they have the weekend with the same high-protein meals, on Monday they're not as fidgety. They can concentrate on uh, their schoolwork. Right, right. And the teachers give us surveys on how this is very true, that this program works for these kids that's because wonderful. they're receiving the, the types of food that they're getting. Wow. So oh, That's great feedback. Oh, Yeah. And so with these surveys, what we do is we look at this and they we find it. The program's working. What do mm-hmm. we need to change? And they'll tell us a few of the things that some of the kids have a special need or something like that. And we can fulfill it that way. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, so, I mean, we, I guess we kind of covered what, um, you know, s- some needs are here. Are there any other needs that, you know, really stand out to you that the Dream Center needs from our community? Volunteers.
0: We are uh, in big need of volunteers. Uh, food drives, huge, and it's just not during Thanksgiving time. It's not just when school starts. It's all, all throughout year the year yeah. long. Uh, like I said, if you pick up a can of green beans for yourself, pick up a can of green beans for your for our next family. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, hands, hands, many hands make a light load. Yeah, uh, that is really all it's all about. We have people who fill our backpack buddy bags we have gone the extra mile and gotten uh unsorted goods and that means we have to sort them check the dates on them, right et cetera. and we have also gone to the point where we're buying beans and rice to maximize our dollars so we buy them in 50 pound bags and we have to put those in little one pound bags right. so right. there's a lot happening every single day that somebody can do Okay. Um, even somebody who, well, I can't stand very long. Well, we need somebody who can be our hostess up in the front mm-hmm. and greet our people. And it's just as simple as that. So there's
1: a job for everybody. Everybody. Do you have an age limit, um, like the youngest, who can volunteer?
0: Yes, because it is in a warehouse setting. Uh, nobody under the age of, I think it's 10, okay. who can volunteer Anybody eleven and older to fourteen needs to work alongside a parent. Okay. Anybody fourteen and older can work by themselves.
1: Okay, that's great. So that's yeah. a great opportunity for teenagers and um, oh yes, you know, and, and anybody who's. Uh, got someone who needs to get out there and, and you know, learn learn to, to serve and help or just likes to help. I mean, that's a great opportunity.
0: Um, any of your uh, groups that need service hours, mm-hmm. definitely a great place to fill in those hours. That's wonderful. Yes.
1: Okay, great. Um, I really appreciate you being here today. Can you share with us maybe like what your favorite quote is or one of your favorite quotes?
0: I most certainly can.
1: Okay. This
0: is, and I have it written down. Hopefully, y'all be patient with me on this. And this is, um, like I said, the L.A. Dream Center is who we're patterned after. Mm-hmm. And so this is a quote by Matthew Barnett, who is the founder of the L.A. Dream Center. And it, it really has been a mantra of mine for a number of years. And as, as soon as you start about the needs and burdens of others and what you can do to alleviate them or how you can bless and build up, up others – you can begin to establish a new identity for yourself. Yeah. Your true identity, a cause, is always about serving other people. And so that's our mantra.
1: That's beautiful. Th- that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being here with us today. Thank and um, I'm excited for what the Dream Center is doing and um, excited. And hopefully, we'll, we'll get you some more volunteers, and I would love to help as well. So. Just come by. We can put you to work. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you you for the invite.
0: The Brazoria County Minute is brought to you by BeRemembered.us. Tell your story. Be Remembered.